0: I talk about it with Jason Johnson, the CEO of August, on today's Smart Home Show. All right, all right. Welcome to the Smart Home Show. My name is Mike Wolf. It is Saturday, May thirtieth. Almost June. I can't believe we're almost halfway through the year. And today's podcast, I have Jason Johnson, the CEO of August, the maker of the Smart Walk. That's actually. Sitting on my front door right now. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen. To Jason, but he's a smart guy, he knows a lot about the space. So I thought I was talking to him about what he was doing, and I thought, hey, let's just record a quick podcast to catch up on this week's news because a ton happened. Let's try to talk about uh, the Google Brillo, the Google Weave news, and so that's really the, the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. If you want to know more about August. And Jason and the Smartwalk they make, just go to August.com. If you want to know some more Smart Home shows, you know what to do. Just go to the Smart Home Show.com or technology.fm or just look for the Smart Home Show in your favorite podcast places. That's it, folks. Short and sweet today. Now let's get on to the conversation about this past week's events with Jason Johnson. Hey, well, I'm super happy to have Jason Johnson, who is the CEO of August Smartwalk. How are you doing, Jason?
1: I'm good. Thanks, Michael.
0: You know, We'll talk a little bit later about how your company's doing just to catch up briefly so to let everyone know. But I just want to kind of really, for the purpose of today, just there's been so much happening in smart home and IoT, and we're two guys just kind of watching it. Obviously, from different vantage points. You're running a company, I'm just an, a lowly analyst. But uh, man, it's been a crazy week, a crazy couple weeks.
1: Well, you, you, let me just say that uh, you, you may call yourself a lonely analyst, Michael, but but you do a, a very good job of covering the industry thoroughly, and I always appreciate your weekly uh, updates and reports.
0: And I the checks in the mail. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of the, speaking of updates, I just wrote one on on Brillo and and Weave, which I think they described the reason why they called it Brillo is because they were scrubbing Android down to like the bare minimum, but. I don't know. Is there, do you think there is like another reason they called it a Brillo? I, I'm...
1: You know, I, I always enjoy the uh, you know the, the naming process that, that Google puts into into their products, their, their OSs. It's uh, <laughs> it's fun. It's you know you got to have you got to have some fun and some and some delight in these things. And I you know it's it's great great allegories.
0: Well, I think you were pointing out the commonalities between thread and weave, kind of being maybe some language they're using in kind of a vast kind of poem of IoT, maybe kind of trying to paint a picture for us but uh what did you think of i think the big surprise was Weave. i mean i think we heard some rumors coming out about Brillo, which is basically looks like an embedded os um for devices there's some speculation you know the, you know it's t- still unclear to me you know how kind of small it is and how you know what kind of devices it could fit on but to me the blockbuster was weave
1: yeah and, and it, you know it, it makes a lot of sense to me um you know as you and I have discussed in the past, it, you know the, the world of IoT devices is, is very fragmented, and um, there's two there's two big problems with that. Number one, um, the devices don't readily talk to each other, um, and and uh, you know there's complexity involved in making them talk to each other, so each company has to spend a tremendous amount of development resources to try to find ways to talk to other other products and systems. And number two, uh, along the same lines, is just the reliability of that, right? So if everybody's having to, to reinvent the wheel on, on communications, um, um, there is a breakdown of reliability. And, and that's really where technology in the home, especially around connected devices, has suffered over the years is the lack of reliability. And, and consumers just don't tolerate that, right? You know, when, they, when, they, when they turn on a light switch or they, or they actuate a lock, they expect it to do what it's supposed to do. And if it's going to talk to other things in the house, it you know it needs to do that reliably, or else um, uh, you know maybe the maybe the the, the gearhead in the house um, you know will be okay with with uh, you know, discrepancies and things that are not consistent, but but maybe the other spouse or other members of the household they might not appreciate that. And so you know I appreciate these these efforts of of of, of Google and others to try to try to try to add some uh, some sanity to it.
0: But, you know, it's funny, there's a great, uh, someone posted a great comic this morning from, you know, XKCD, that great nerd mm-hmm. comic, basically saying, you know, there's this problem, there's 14 standards uh, for this particular technology segment, what are we going to do And the next panel is, I know, we'll, we'll develop a unifying standard to solve this problem, then the next panel is problem, now there's 15 standards, right? So it's like, <laughs> I don't know if they, they're helping the cause or hurting the cause by creating something new.
1: Well, I mean, without a doubt, uh, that companies like August, you know, we, you know, we do have to ask ourselves which which of these can we support, right? Which ones make sense to support, and you can't do all of them, right? So, so uh, you have Google's efforts, you have Apple's efforts, you you have you have you know many other niches led by by Qualcomm or Intel or, or others. Um, in some cases, you have them working together, which is great. In other cases, they're you know they're 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 quite different. Uh, and so you have to you have to support multiple um uh it's tough it's tough and and uh, you know uh my heart particularly goes out to those smaller companies that are you know perhaps less funded and don't have the resources to be able to do all that development work and that's the thing right i mean it, i
0: i feel like if you're a point solution provider like a philips hue um you're going to support homekit and you're probably going to support brillo because you can develop, and, and and I would imagine, am I right there in that? You know, these big companies are going to want to have compatibility with both over time. But the challenge becomes, if you're a resource constrained startup, you're going to have to make some choices.
1: Well, well, definitely, and it's, it's not dissimilar to to what you have to do when you're developing your mobile applications, right? Where where um, of course you have to support iOS, and of course you have to support Android, um, but there are other <laughs> there are other mobile OSs. Uh, and, and it's tough. It's tough. And, you know, we get lots of emails and, and tweets from people that are like, why don't you support X or Y? And, and it's difficult because the economics don't justify the investment in some of those other platforms. Um, uh, but, but, uh, but yet they're out there and people are using them and, and, um, uh, you know, you try to find ways to maybe do it through, through web interfaces or some other kind of, uh, alternative approach.
0: Let's talk a little bit about what Weave is. I, I mean, Without you, you know, I know you're in a particular place. Everyone who's listening knows that Jason has partnerships with important companies, so he can't necessarily render judgments. But let's talk about what Weave is. It seems to me like it's a little bit Google's answer potentially to HomeKit. It seems like it's a protocol. Um, it's a it's a communication layer um, that Google will en- enable independent of operating system devices to talk to each other. Um, and uh, ultimately, that's the same with Apple. I mean, you have to be an iOS device to, to control HomeKit device, but that HomeKit compatibility will set on lots of types of different operating systems. So do you see these things as similar efforts?
1: Well, I, perhaps, uh, you know, there's, there's of course different, different layers to the stack. Right. And, and I haven't, I haven't seen a full report yet on Brillo. I, I we obviously have some developers at Google IO this week and, and I look forward to hearing from them when they get back and give a full report on, on, on Brillo and Weave and, and other things that, 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 uh, that were announced. Um, but, but, you know, along you know, the, the overall stack, right. Um, you, you have, you have communications, you have, you have, you know, uh, basic elements of, of, of control. Um, I, I think there's, there's lots of room, um, for, for multiple communications protocols. Um, I think that there's, there's less, there's less room around, you know, choosing, you know what are you going to use as your underlying you know control layers and, uh, and, and, and you know you can't you can't have multiple um, you know multiple systems that you're that you're you know, you're using as your base as your base system um, uh, so you're you're having to pick and choose these carefully uh, it looks to me like you know like Brillo could be one of those solutions if you haven't already chosen the solution today. Um, but I really see it different from HomeKit. Oh, you and do see it different, okay? I, I, I do. I, I see HomeKit more as a more as a uh, you know a, a set of communications, uh, uh, you know, some 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 profiles that allow you to discover and and communicate with other systems in the home, uh, you know, at a much higher level, perhaps than Brillo. But I, I haven't really dug into it just yet.
0: Talking a little bit about Brillo. It looks like it's it is an embedded OS. It's a stripped down version of Android, and I kind of feel like you know this, there were. It's unclear, right? It's unclear what exactly the demands and the the hardware requirements will be at this point because it, I don't think Google's detailed that. The early kind of rumors out of the information saying it, we're saying that it would take thirty two to sixty four megabytes of RAM. It seems to me that like something like a lock or something like really small IoT device doesn't have a lot of room for a big. Fat OS, even kind of a stripped down version of Android. I mean, what do you guys run with in terms of memory? It's it's not much, is it?
1: Uh, it's not. In fact, we're we're using the this memory on board with our with our with our MCU. Um, we don't even have external memory on our PCB for uh, for the smart lock, and 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 that's because um, you know while I, while it is a very sophisticated device, um, I don't want to I don't want to undersell how complicated the device is right, and what right, it right. does. A lot of the intelligence resides in the cloud. Right. Yep. Um, um, you know, we we rely upon a you know a, a smart connected device uh, today, uh, a smartphone, but but soon other things um, that have have a lot of intelligence on them, and of course can connect to our cloud service where where a lot of the heavy lifting is done. So let's talk about
0: Apple, because um, and uh, granted, you guys are you know good friends with Apple, but HomeKit to me just generally seems like it's going to be a big deal for the smart home industry. Um, you know, Apple's I think. Uh, Probably going to do something, uh, obviously around HomeKit at WWDC. Um, what are your thoughts? Is, is that a game changer in terms of HomeKit finally coming to market?
1: Well, I, you know, I, I definitely applaud Apple's efforts with HomeKit to make it easier for developers again to discover and communicate with other systems in the house. And so, for someone like August, what that means is, uh, you know, theoretically, um, when you come home and and August unlocks your door for you. Um, very easily, we could make it such that your lights turn on, right, or that your music starts playing to your favorite station, and your and your temperature is is modified. And likewise, when you leave the house, all of that in reverse: the lights go off, the music turns off, the heat turns down. It, it, HomeKit can make it very easy for for developers like us uh, to do that without having to to do lots of individual integrations with individual companies.
0: Um, it seems like any time Apple does something, it's because it's Apple. Like everyone sits up and pays attention, and particularly if it's like iOS nine comes out and there's like a home like there's maybe a, I mean that's obviously rumored there's like a home app so like if there were specific things within iOS that would call attention to home automation I would think that'd be a big deal.
1: I I, I do think you know to the average consumer that, that 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 has an iOS device and is able at some point to discover how these different devices on their iOS device can talk to each other right so if you can if you can click on some kind of an app or some kind of a settings uh, section of your iOS device and, and, and make your lock, talk to your lights, right. Or make your, your lock, talk to your, to your thermostat. Um, if you can make it easy for consumers to, to find those features and to use those features, that's a real plus. And and obviously they have a large installed base of iOS users that, that, uh, that they can make that available to. Um, but, but, you know, how we discover these things and how we, we really, you know, um, learn how to use them. It's often through word of mouth, right? It's often through, you know, you go to somebody's house, right? And, and, and you see it in action and you're like, how how did that happen? And then they, you know, they show you, oh, this is actually available on your, on your phone. Let me show you how you do it. Right. So, so yes, I think that they can help in, in the awareness, but I, but I do think that there's, you know, there's, there's other, other ways we discover these, these, these capabilities.
0: You're a busy guy, you know. You obviously you're running a, a startup. You've got raised tons of venture capital, but you also run uh, the IoT consortium. So you're, you got your fingers in a lot of different pies. And to me, IoT and particularly consumer IT, is just kind of going crazy, and it's spurring a lot of activity in the market. Right. So Broadcom. I think the news was just now yesterday that, you know I've been watching Broadcom forever. I can't believe they're getting acquired rather than acquiring someone else. Um, and I think Intel's buying someone. I don't know if that's IoT related. We saw. Uh, alarm.com just saying they're you know they're going to do an IPO. What's going on, man? It just is it. It seems like there's a big wave and people are getting ready for the wave, and a lot of it is being driven by
1: IoT. Well, it, it definitely seems like there's there's a lot of IoT movement, perhaps in part because um, you know we've, we we now have these smartphones, right? The, the, the smartphone penetration is, at, is, at, is at an amazing uh level and and it looks like you know we're we're going to see the majority of people having these devices and and people are looking for ways to add value to them and to, to utilize these devices to do more and so and so yes the uh, the you know the the chips the chips, uh, the chips are, are are there for these new generation of iot devices the the services a la alarmcom are, are are there and so yeah there's a lot of activity. There's a lot of excitement around it and there's definitely capital that's there to uh to kind of change the way that we we experience our homes and you know there's there's a lot of room for innovation there we we definitely you know we definitely look at the lock right and the and the t- traditional metal key right the a little jagged metal object in in our pockets it hasn't changed in 150 years right our locks are exactly the same as they were 150 years ago and yet to get into our offices, uh, many of us don't use keys anymore, and, and just about every new car you buy either has keyless entry as a standard feature or as an option. So, so you know, you're, you're seeing a lot of evolution here, and, and IoT, especially around the home, is, is, uh, is, is ripe for innovation.
0: I mean, yeah, you could just okay, walk through your house and look at all the boring boxes, white boxes or whatever that have been sold by the same companies for the past 50 to 100 years – and think about okay, these are in every single house in America and and internationally. And, and I think with Internet of Things, it starts to kind of change all that and say, hey, you know, it's not just about like creating entirely new categories like an iPad, which no one had, had ever conceived of twenty years ago. It's about taking the boring old stuff and just reinventing it. So that's why I think the massive opportunity is.
1: I completely agree. Um, but I, but I will say that one thing you have to be careful with is one of our one of our earliest investors was uh, was Nicholas Negroponte, the uh, the founder of MIT's Media Lab and. One thing he said to Eve and I was, you know, whatever you guys do, whatever devices you make for the home, um, make sure that they don't take away any of the existing functionality. And, and at the time he said, hey, if you decide to do a light switch, um, it's great. You can add Wi-Fi or whatever you want to add to it. But, but when I flip on that light switch, if, if, if my Wi-Fi is not working, heck, if my Internet is down, I should still be able to turn that light switch on right? Don't take away the existing functionality because consumers just don't really tolerate that. Uh, And, and so, you know, like with our smart lock, we, we made it so that it adds to your existing lock and it takes away none of the existing functionality. You can still use your key. You can still use it just like a regular lock, but you have this additional capability to control electronically. So I think, I think that there is an appetite for these technologies in the home so long as it doesn't disrupt our normal patterns. And, you know, life is already pretty complex. And, you know, I, I'm married with, with, with a, with a child and you know get, you get up early yeah. and you got to get the kid fed and take, get him to school and you just don't you yeah, don't have time to be dealing with lots of crazy systems in the house
0: i imagine your wife's about as sick as my wife and, and kind of sw- swapping out like everything she'd grown accustomed to over her life and putting a new gadget in like yeah they just love that don't
1: they <laughs> absolutely extreme tolerance
0: <laughs> you know it on the flip side of what you were just talked about though like you, you can't take functionality away, but even when you like make something better and all the same functionality is there, there's still people who are kind of scared of the new. And I think, um, and sometimes rightly so. I mean, I think there's legitimate conversations that need to be ha- ha- need to be had around. Okay, when you make something network connected, you know, does that make things less secure? Is there like are we entering kind of a surveillance society? But it seems like there's like raising kind of there's a rising noise over a concern about all this connect- connected di- devices in our house and what it means.
1: Yeah, well, security, of course, you know, has to be paramount, right? I mean, our homes are our sanctuaries, right? I, I uh, you know, I often say that, um, uh, yeah, if I lost my phone or if I lost my, my laptop, that would be really bad. Heck, if somebody stole my car, that would be a really bad thing, you know, financially. Um, uh, and, of course, l- losing my laptop, there's, there's definitely some, some personal information there that I would be concerned about losing. Um, but, but, but my house, where my family sleeps at night, where, where they are alone when I'm traveling – Right, that that has to be a safe place, and so and so you can't compromise security. You you have to make sure that as you add as you add technolo- technology to the home, that it does not take away from security. In fact, it needs to, it needs to add to the security. It needs to actually make your home more secure and more safe.
0: All right, we talked about kind of this IoT wave and connectivity, kind of but are we in peak mode? If you looked at the Gardner hype cycle, are we kind of at the At the peak, and then we're heading into the trough of disillusionment. I mean, is there kind of like a winter that comes with around all the excitement with IoT? I mean, is there a pushback, maybe with like uh, some companies fail over time? I mean, what do you think is going to happen?
1: Well, I mean, there's 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 a lot of activity out there. In fact, I, I love going on Kickstarter and Indiegogo. These. These crowdfunding sites, um, largely their marketing tools, allow allow somebody who has an idea for some connected device to to see if he can get people interested in it, uh, he or she. And um, I love all the different things. You you can if you if you think of a of an everyday object, right? And 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 ask yourself, does somebody make one that's either Bluetooth or, or Wi-Fi enabled? You almost always can find one, right? There's there's like about six different Wi-Fi connected dog feeders, right? Um, which, which is pretty cool, I might say. And I, I actually want one for my house. I'm, I'm shopping for one right now. Um, um, uh, but but uh, there's six of them, right? And, and odds are high that several of those won't be able to get to mass market. They won't be able to build a business, right, where, where, where mainstream people will buy that product so they can operate an ongoing business as an ongoing concern. Um so yes, um, um, you know there's a lot of capital flowing out there um, some some companies that execute well and 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 have and have and have bold vision will be able to uh, to capture that capital and deliver uh, others will 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 struggle and uh, the good thing is now it it doesn't cost a lot of money to just try something and see if you get traction and then if it doesn't work out, you can move on to something else
0: all right. We're almost done, but we before we we finish up, I just got you got to give everyone an
1: update on where
0: August is. You guys are shipping lots of smartwalks and I think I, I just heard from you that you guys are also in Best Buy.
1: We are, yeah we um we just we just started uh, uh, arriving in Best Buy stores. We uh, we have this uh, this uh, beautiful display we made that uh, we're pretty proud of. It has actual real wood, like a beautiful wood little door. It's kind of fun, uh, and uh, that's our second retail partner. Uh, uh, in addition to, to, to to Apple uh, and bricks and mortar and pretty excited about that relationship. And uh yeah, we're about six months on the market, a little more than six months uh shipping uh and uh and, and more good things planned.
0: Awesome. Hey well I'll let you get back to the office and uh say hi to Eve for me. Uh you're well, the really- rock star partner of yours who helped design the lock, and uh thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks, Michael, talk to you soon.
0: Well, that's it. I want to thank Jason for joining me and shooting the breeze about this past week's events, talking about Google Brillo, Google Weave, a little bit about HomeKit, all mixed together. I certainly enjoyed talking about it with him. Now I'm going to go out and get in uh, the backyard and and mow the lawn. I I encourage you to also get outside. It's beautiful out there. At least, Hopefully it is where you are. It's springtime, almost summer. And uh, enjoy your weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.